Hello and welcome to Marufa Podcast. I am Natumi and I'm back, very happily back, with a review of Insecure Season 5, Episode 1, Reunited. Okay. This episode is directed by Melissa Matsukas. It's written by Amy Naiobi and the music is by none other than the legendary one and only Raphael Sadiq. Come on, come on already. Exciting times. The final season of Insecure arrived on the 24th of October, 2021. And as always, I am excited. I'm happy about the show that has given us the needed break and joy of life. Your late 20s to your early 30s representation that we all need and we are all needing. Heading into this new season, season four was an emotional roller coaster with Issa stepping into her new role, leaving her job at We Got You and venturing out to start the block party and overall organizing events. Condola's unexpected pregnancy, but according to me, the only person who should be surprised that they're pregnant is Mary and anyone who's not having sex, but we move. That's a, that's a whole different podcast, a different conversation. We're here with Condola. We were also dealing with Issa and Molly falling out. Tiffany's battles with postpartum depression as a new mom. We went through a lot in season four, but we're here. We left off with Issa and Lawrence possibly reunited and, and getting back together and starting off mending the relationship. Also, there's a pregnant girlfriend or pregnant ex for that fact. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on when we step into season five. Now we are back. The show starts off with the group heading back to where it all began at Stanford for their 10 year college reunion. Kelly gets a ride from Tiff on her husband. Kelly's scrolling through Instagram and she points out that she can see that Molly is really going through it. And she you knows she's trying to mend from the relationship, the breakup that she had with Andrew and is reflected with the pictures that she's posting and the quotes as well that she's posting with them. On the other side, Issa is flewed out and she arrived. We see her arriving in San Francisco, the airport. And for a moment, we do question like, oh, did Lawrence take the job? Is she going to see him? Have they decided to work out their relationship in that way? A little bit long distancing. But we put it together that she said it to meet the rest of the group for the reunion um she has a car that's there to pick her up and she gets that a little bit wrong which is so funny when she goes into the wrong cab and then she's like um <laughs> are you do you guys not talk to each other i'm looking for this person funny funny stuff so she finally gets to the college molly's there they're twinning they're wearing the same jumper the college jumper but we can we can quickly feel and sense that isa and molly are not 100 back to where their friendship was Issa is going to be part of the panel and she'll be talking about block of which she keeps on forgetting what it actually stands for. She has that kind of like going throughout the whole episode. Kelly is featured as part of the obituary. So she is dead which God forbid, Kelly is very much alive. <laughs> we love her. It's quite interesting to have that as basically the B story of this episode. The music, oh, the music is so, so, so good as always. First of all, the fact that I mentioned at the top of the episode that Raphael Sadiq is back. He was responsible for the music in the first season, but even in the other seasons that he wasn't part of it, the music was great. But one of the fixtures, one of the really shining like USP of the show is the fact that the music has always been so well interwoven into it. It's so, so unique. And I appreciate this more because there's some shows that I'm watching at the moment and I'm like the music, there's so much scope for the music and it's really not giving. So the fact that this just 
naturally gives out such great music. Oh, can't even go on enough about how nice that is. So the group go to a mix and mingle. There's a DJ, there's a flutist as well, just vibes, energy. And they reconnect with Cheyenne, who (laughs) quickly lets us know that she didn't number one finish because she left. I think she dropped out of college to go on tour. And second of all, that she didn't actually pay for the reunion that she snuck in. So we're already getting a sense of the type of person that she is, but she's dropping it down. She's having fun. And there's a little bit of a reunion of of the rap group that they had. These leg lifts as well. Can we just say flexibility, flexibility? Molly and Omari was a possibility of a friendship rekindling, but that's one of like my favorite scene. It was four of them. Um, Omari Molly and Tiff's husband, who is his name Darius or Darian? I feel like it starts with a D, but I actually can't remember his name. And he just, you know, they try to have this conversation, this very lighthearted conversation. And he's like, well, Omari is divorced. Okay, bye. And then he leaves. And they were obviously trying to get them at least to be able to talk. We quickly find out that they had a friends with benefit kind of situation when they were in college. And now that his divorce was a possibility of something kind of like working out, Molly's single, we don't know. So So hopefully this goes somewhere or at least Molly explores it or something comes out of it because of the fact that they've taken quite a bit of time to be able to establish this Omari and Molly possibility and the history that they have. There's a slideshow that's going on and Kelly is remembered for her stanky leg and the fact that she used to carry a bag, although she does hit the stanky leg. Yeah. And Cheyenne is very happy to help. You can really tell like this is affecting her and the fact that she's remembered for very trivial things. You do kind of like see those wheels turning and Kelly asking herself if she, what's going on? (laughs) What's happening? Why am I just remembered for these little like minute thing? Um, Issa goes off into the bathroom and we have throwback Issa. I saw this in the previews and it's one of the best scenes. I really, really love that scene of throwback Issa. It was so, so, so cute. And she has braces her twists as well which looks so healthy and so good but this is such a unique way of getting your characters kind of thoughts your characters where they are and having that contrast of that is is something that insecure have always done really well when it comes to the character of isa so we yeah we have Mirror bitch. <laughs> but Mirror bitch is throwback Issa. And she asked about T-Pain. She asked about where she is. Is she a lawyer? Is she a big time lawyer? What's happening? And there's so many things that really have not been happening for Issa. And it's good to be able to see that exchange between herself and seeing where she is. And one of the ideas that present Issa gives to her past self is to invent an app and call it Issa app. And that's a good idea. That's a really, the thing about Issa's name, we could just work with everything, but <laughs> she's, she's like, I don't even know what an app is. <laughs> and even the line of like, oh, so how's your relationship? Like it's complicated. Oh, like the Facebook sayers. And um, yeah, the, the writing as always, like the lines, Issa has some really good lines. The fact that she is an awkward girl, she just mumbles it as well. Like sometimes you can easily miss it but we appreciate her for that so finally we get to the panel Issa is awkward 
the audience is dead towards her, but she does have some, some gems. She, it goes to show what people gravitate towards. Um, the panel member who's like, yeah, I'm here. I've got funding. I've got this. I've got that. Things are great. People are applauding that and pushing that forward. But Issa, who is like, I'm really at the beginning of my journey. Things, I don't even know whether I'm making the right decisions. People don't really want to, to sit with that reality and the reality of things are not always going to be all roses and roses themselves do have thorns come on but she reveals during a question that she really doesn't know she's at the right path you know truthful insight of where anybody might be and the reality that of what they have to face and the conversation that they have to have with themselves if they're really being truthful in life in general but there's a beautiful beautiful lower third shot at the end of that scene and I absolutely loved it. The lighting inside as well was absolutely gorgeous. This is once again, the thing that always worked so well for Insecure is the fact that they always had the grasp, anybody who's doing the cinematography and the lighting always has a really beautiful grasp of just being able to have a really nice balance between the two. So we can see the audience really well, her friends who were there supporting her and we can see the panel really, really well. So the panel ends, Molly and Issa start rekindling their friendship. Um, And I do like the fact that we do get those scenes of them actually actively working towards coming back together. Molly points out the fact that she kept it real. And I do like that contrast of the characters in general. We have characters who are in very different paths. Like we're not having the same kind of characters going through the same things, doing the same thing. So we get two scenes of Issa and Molly talking, eating, drinking, just really having a good conversation about where they are, what's happening, what's going on and what they're working towards. Additionally, Molly is very supportive of her. So the effort is there. You can see the effort is clearly there on Molly's side as well to be able to reconnect the friendship. Additionally, earlier on, she'd asked Kelly advice on how her and Tiff got back together. And obviously Kelly being Kelly, she said something funny, but she actually did give her advice that she could work with. So they decide to go out. I think it's Cheyenne or Kelly who asked them if they want to go out, but they're in the car together. It's Tiffany, Cheyenne, Kelly, Molly and Issa, and they're all driving to a club. On their way, Cheyenne, Cheyenne suggests that they stop at the liquor store to get drinks before they go to the club. So they go and when they're coming out of the liquor store, they're actually stopped gunpoint by someone who robs them. After a bit of an exchange and Cheyenne, who was seemingly very distressed about everything that's going on, she recognizes the person who's robbing them and actually changes and joins him. They rob, they continue robbing them. They continue robbing Isa and Molly, rob her shoes. And then she leaves with with the guy and getting back to the car you don't even know how you can even explain that but let's just say that they were really like scared of everything that's going on but it was a moment to bring them together and they laugh about it and they don't end up going to the party there's nowhere else that you're going they don't they don't end up going to the party there's nowhere else there's no way that you can go to a party after all of that has just happened mate we've pissed myself at that point So we cut to the group all together, back together after the few days that they've had and they pay tribute to Kelly, a fitting tribute to her and all of them talk in the way that best fits her, which was beautiful. It was lovely. There's another guy, the guy who was who we saw earlier 
who comes in when we first met Omari, who comes in and he says, Omari was looking for you. How comes you guys didn't make it to the party? And it was like, it was a long story. We can't get into that. That's pretty much where it is. I mean, you know, when you get that, oh, so-and-so was looking for you. Okay. When you get that message of so-and-so was looking for you and you're like, oh, okay, cool. He has has my number. He could have called me. But, you know, I don't know. It makes it more solid that (laughs) other people know that you're looking for, you've been looked for. I don't know. I don't know. It always happens that way. So Kelly has a podcast and she brings up the question of what would you do differently if you knew that the end was near? Very fitting question. And Issa returns and is picked up by Lawrence. They have a bit of an awkward journey and I feel like I don't want to overuse awkward, but they have a bit of a silent journey. I don't know what happened between the cut that we never got to see, but by the time they get there, they talk about the moon. And then by the time they get to Issa's place, um, he's like, oh, I'm coming in. And Issa says that she's had time to think. And he replies that he knows. I'm thinking, what does he know that we don't know? And that's basically it. She doesn't explicitly say that I don't want to be with you. I was a little bit confused about that in regards to the dialogue. I mean, I don't know whether we were missing some dialogue or what happened there, but that's all that happened within the episode. And some of my thoughts, some of my thoughts, as I said at the top of the episode, I'm always excited to have Insecure back. I love the fact that we've had a show. It's been many years since we've had a show, Black female lead show, comedy It's been years. The last thing that we had was Girlfriends and that was a long time ago. So it's needed that we have that. I do want to point out that we also do have Run the World on Stars. It's beautiful. Obviously, Insecure has been with us for many years. From Awkward Black Girl to Insecure to now really coming to the point that we're having having a finale and we're having an opportunity to be able to say goodbye to the characters in in the way that fits them, in the way that really does fit them. So... Once again, back to my thoughts. As it's the last season, the pressure is high to deliver. I feel that the pressure is high. I feel that the pressure is high. And I'm saying that once again, because my I've applied pressure on this. I want the season to be good. I want the season to be fulfilling to me as an audience member and a fan of the show. I want to be given a great conclusion and I want the characters to have a great conclusion. The thing that I did struggle with was the pacing was incredibly slow and a lot of walking. There was a lot of walking. Like I really understood the characters could walk and I don't understand why we spent so much time just watching the characters walking. I feel like this is <laughs> so much dialogue that, that could have gone there and, you know, like we get it. The pacing was slow and the walking was excessive yeah aside from setting the aesthetic of of the of the place and the pacing it doesn't really do anything to move the story forward i mean we could have just easily cut like the walking was a lot for me but then that's just for me i'm like let's come on come on guys we have 10 episodes 30 minutes or less we can move this forward quicker than this yeah i needed to hear isa say the words to lawrence of what she has concluded what she's come to us as an audience we don't have the two months that they've had for their relationship to go through the ups and down we left them together i think there could have been definitely room for us to be able to see isa and Lawrence going through something even for the latter part to the next episode before now they've gone their separate ways unless yeah I was literally I was like unless now we can read unless he can read her mind now I needed to hear Issa say the words to Lawrence unless he can now read her mind and she no longer needs to speak we don't know we as an audience are not privy to the conversation that they've had and maybe it's going to come back in another episode and we'll get to understand maybe the conversation that happened beforehand for it to get there but it just 
it didn't gel on where it was going. We needed to have more time with both of them on screen back together. The time that we had with both of them was very short lived. So much of the season, yeah, so much of season four was the buildup of them getting back together only for that to be done, only for that to be done. I know a lot of people have, you know, emphasized on the fact that Issa getting back with Lawrence when he's expecting a child with someone else is messy, is difficult. But then these are people who have history. These are people who have, these are people who have history. They know each other before that. And if you've broken up, what happens in between is not things that you can have control with. It's not something that you have control over. So if you decide to come back together, so then how you're working that out. But yeah, my biggest problem is the fact that we spent a lot of time of season four getting these characters back together only by season five, episode one, they've gone their separate ways again. So what were we doing in season four? What conflict in the two months that we didn't see was coming up? And I feel I'll emphasize that once again, because Molly was given that like Molly is she broke up with Andrew. We left her having broken up with Andrew and now moving forward. She the two months she's been getting over that breakup. Issa was getting back to with Lawrence and then now two months on, they've already gone their separate way. OK, that's fine. Um. OK, so the image of season five is Issa alone. So we can anticipate a personal journey, but definitely choices. Conflict is what is needed. We've gone through an interesting journey with Isa from from how we met her, being in a relationship, not feeling fulfilled in that relationship, being single, getting back with him. Where is this space going to lead us? Yeah. And additionally, I don't know. I feel like because nothing came of her and Nathan previously as well, I kind of don't want to be exploring that again. I want her to move on to really a new path. And I'm hoping that for her. One of my final thoughts as well, it was also off starting off the show away from LA when college wasn't so much of a big mention in previous episodes. Another thing as well, we didn't know that Issa wanted to be a lawyer. I feel like we're starting to flesh out these characters in ways that is not necessary and giving us back information that wasn't there before that we were not aware of before could kind of like muddy the waters a little bit. We just want these characters to move on. And I think although the fact that this is a comedy characters don't necessarily have to grow that much, there's nothing wrong with being able to give Issa a bit of an arc and being able to move her from her starting point to something else. And that's that's where I'm interesting to see whether overall the season is going to be able to do that. All in all, this was, in my opinion, a little bit of a slow paced start. But once again, I'm aware that the pressure is there for this series and the anticipation of how it's going to end. So Insecure, season five, episode one, reunited. Okay. And I am excited to see how this is going to develop and how these characters are all going to come to a complete I do hope that we get to see a bit more of Chad. I feel like we didn't get enough of Chad last year, um, last season, season four. I hope. And I would really like, I don't know whether I'm asking for too much, if Kelly and Chad could actually meet, but I could be asking for something else that clearly I will not be able to get. But all in all, that is my review, my thoughts, my recap of Insecure season five episode one reunited okay let me know what you thought about it let me know how you feel about the final season where you predict it might go how things might end as for now this is my podcast i am natumi and i will see you i will hear from you <laughs> i will see you in the next episode bye